Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Today is the 14th. It's Tuesday, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. I'm Brendan, and I'm back with Lori DeVisser. Thanks for joining me, Lori. Thank you. Lori, how long have you been at Victory Point? We have been at Victory Point for about 13 years. Um, my husband and I started attending before we had kids and mm-hmm. just really fell in love with it. So that's sweet. With mission. And you are, so you've got, uh, so Scott is your husband mm-hmm. yep. and you've got two boys. Two and boys. And you have been here for 13 years. You are now an elder. Yes. Which What's still that like? sounds me. <laughs> You know, it's, it's really an honor and it's very humbling. Um, I look at the other people that are elders and I kind of wonder what I'm doing with them. (laughs) (laughs) How did I get on this list? (laughs) How did I get on this list? And um, words of my father-in-law always come to mind, which is better to be silent and appear a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. So (laughs) there are times I feel like I need to just take it in. And it's funny, two plus years into it, I still feel like I'm in a learning curve. But at Uh the same time, I've been incredibly blessed by that group of people and just, like I said, very humbled by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but a lot to learn, a lot to learn too. Yeah, I get the sense that is probably how all elders feel. And anyone who feels, who's part of a great team yeah. feels that way. Like, what am I doing on here? And um, and yet the Holy Spirit does something with all of us and ends up being more than any of us could do on our, by ourselves. So yeah, that's sure. really cool. Um, yeah, I'm thankful that you're in leadership and you're also part of the missions uh, team. Yes. Strategic Mission Partners. Yep. You are a liaison for one of our mission partners. Yeah, for the Rays in Northern Iraq. So who are going through a lot of transition right now, um, even before the coronavirus pandemic and everything like that. Just a lot of transitions and moving back to the States for a season. And yeah. Yep. Good people. Um, Speaking of them, Mm -hmm. uh, the first line of our scripture talks about refuge. Yes. Um, they are providing a, the rays are providing a place of refuge for Mm -hmm. refugees in Northern Iraq. So let's dive into the scripture. Would you mind if I read this one? Go for it. Okay. This is Psalm 16. Um, and, and then we'll just kind of talk about it, reflect on it. Protect me, O God, for in you, I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble in whom is all my delight. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also, my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. 
I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So, Lori, you mentioned just before this that uh, this psalm is some of this contains some of the scripture that Peter quotes uh, in our scripture from yesterday um, yeah. on Pentecost, where he talks about you don't let your faithful ones see the pit or see decay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's some tie-ins here. Um, what What did you notice about this psalm? You know, I noticed a lot of things. One was what you just mentioned, that these were the words that Peter quoted, you know, words of David that had been written hundreds of years earlier and yet yeah. were so reflective of the time that they were in and so reflective of Jesus. Um, but when I really looked at this Psalm too, I kind of saw like three distinct maybe um, pieces to it or sections to it, you know, where David is first making some observations about others. You know, when Mm. he talks about people who are chasing other gods, that they won't find satisfaction with that. Um, And as he observes that, it kind of turns then into this, this thankfulness that David seems to feel. Thankfulness, like his boundary lines have fallen in, you know, pleasant places, and that he's just talking about how thankful he is that he knows the true God, that he knows who the real father is. Mm. And then I love how this psalm finishes with like kind of a future, kind of a what's to come. And we, we talked about this yesterday a little bit that, that David hundreds of years before Jesus, you know, still talked of him and still spoke of him and knew that he was coming, knew that this Messiah was coming. And, you know, the end of this, this psalm really talks of that too, you know, just, you know, you show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness. Your right hand, um, in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It kind of talks about that future that's coming too. So mm-hmm. I found it interesting in the Psalm that there were kind of those three, those three parts that David kind of went through. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that, Lori. I, I didn't see though that um, those sections and I love that you saw that and um, are noticing that um, you're right. It, you're talking about those who choose another God, multiply their sorrows, um, and then this gratefulness. But then it finishes off saying, you know, as opposed to those who choose other gods and they multiply their sorrows, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. So mm-hmm. it's a cool reversal there to say um, those who follow God, who turn to God, um, are filled with joy and receive pleasure and, and blessing in life. So I love that. Um, and yeah, what a, Interesting. I wonder what the psalm writer was thinking when they wrote, or let your faithful ones see decay. Like what? Right. Like you don't give me up to Sheol or let your faithful ones see the pit. Um, in their day, they would have thought like, well, you die and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it wasn't until later, I think, that um, they developed a theology of resurrection like the, um, the Pharisees did. So I think it's really interesting that these words are in there. I wonder like how that got onto the page, so to speak, you know, back then, Mm -hmm. but definitely prophetic words and Holy Spirit kind of stuff. Um, For me, it was the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. Um, That 
that verse was sticking out to me in particular. Um, I don't know if you or others share with this uh, proclivity, this uh, disposition, but I tend to think that uh, the grass is always greener, you know, on the other side of the fence. Um, that's something I struggle with is um, believing that if, um, if I was in someone else's shoes or if I was in different circumstances or if I did X, Y, and Z or if I completed or achieved A, B, and C, that um, things would automatically be better for me. That, that the things that I struggle with, that the suffering that I experience, the things I struggle with would be gone if, if I was simply in a different context, you know, okay. that I could somehow avoid pain or the cross or something like that. Um, and I love that this Psalm talks about gratefulness in those terms, like the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. Just being able to sit in those words and dwell in it and be grateful and go, no, this is where God is at work. The present moment. Um, there's this line from, uh, one of my favorite, um, I don't know you'd call him like he's a mystic or a spiritual, like he's a Christian writer back in the okay. 17th century, Francois Fenelon. He said, um, the present moment is your sole treasure for here. The will of God is found. Hmm. I thought, yeah, I spent a lot of time dwelling in the future, dwelling in the past, trying to find fulfillment or gratitude there. But for me to just recognize that right now, the boundary lines, my lot, my life, my circumstance my context is divinely appointed and this is a pleasant place for me to be and i have a good heritage in christ um, that the presence of god is only going to be found where i'm at right now mm -hmm. it's not something i can experience joy and peace and love in christ is not going to be found over the next hill down the next road uh you know in the next you know, house or job or car or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's, it's right here and right now. And, um, it's up to me to pay attention and to find it. Um, and I love, I mean, what if, what if what's in your boundary lines, there's a bunch of weeds and, you know, bones and, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Enemies. Um, and that was the case for the psalmist. I'm sure of it, but mm -hmm. still choosing to say, well, this, these are the boundary lines God has given me. And for that reason, I have a good heritage. Like it's God's and right. he can redeem anything. Yeah. And where it says too, I shall not be moved. Mm. It also kind of, you know, to me at least speaks like, I'm going to stay here too. You know, like, yes, it's good today. And I'm living in that contentment today, but also like this confidence, like it's not going anywhere. Like my mm. God is not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere without him. You know, so it's, it's a contentedness that I hear you talking about, like for today, but it's also a confidence in what is tomorrow. Yeah. And it rests on eternity. You don't let your faithful one see the pit, meaning mm -hmm. the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places because I know that I believe in resurrection. I believe mm -hmm. that God is going to resurrect and reconcile everything. And so everything, it, it's like, I mean, we're, we're in the midst of an economic crash right now. So maybe this is insensitive, right. but it's like, it's having, it's like having a stock that you know is going up. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. well, no matter what the market does, I'm just gonna, I, I know I'm going to, 
you know, benefit. Or it's like uh, when Jesus says, you know, the guy who finds the treasure in a field, mm-hmm. um, the boundary lines of, that's literally the boundary lines of the field to know, all right, this might, this field might look like it's full of weeds and thistles and, you know, rocks and stuff, but um, no one else knows what I know, which is that there's treasure buried in this field. And even though it looks like this field is dying, um, I know that there's treasure to be dug up. And, and so I have joy, you know, yeah. because there's something in here that's completely redeemable. Yeah. Well, thanks for digging into that passage um, with me and everybody. Thanks for joining in. If you have any thoughts or questions about this, send them our way and we will be in your earbuds tomorrow. Woohoo! All right. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.